All right, so let's uh, let's get into faith sounds. Uh, that's what we've been talking about. And of course, um, anytime we talk about faith, our, we have our four pillars of faith, and that's God has dealt every man a measure of faith. And in Romans twelve one, um, we don't just want that measure of faith in us; we want it to resurrect out of us. We need to use it. So the scripture says, "Faith coming to a faith that's resurrected by the word." So the more word we pour in, the more faith comes out. That's um, Romans ten seventeen, and then we don't just want the faith to resurrect and be on the surface; we need it activated. And the scripture says in Galatians five six that faith worketh by love. So a lot of times when we're selfless and we're not just thinking about ourselves, we trigger and activate faith, and then. We don't just want faith activated in one situation or in a moment. Uh, we actually want faith to live in our entire life. So the scripture says, Romans one seventeen, that just shall live by faith. And it's so it's it's very interesting how something like faith is so important, but suddenly you kind of fade out. You know, it's uh, you know, when I'm talking to the young the 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 young men or the the, the high school students, you know, they're learning to speak in front of people. So if you ever watch young people, sometimes older people that are nervous and speak, speaking in front of people, they'll fade out of what they're saying. <laughs> you know, like you, you hear them, and all of a sudden they just kind of fade out. Well, I think that happens with us in faith. See, see, that, that young person um, has a initial confidence, but depending on the reactions, the facial expressions, of the audience, they'll fade out of what they're saying because they don't believe uh, they, they they don't believe it's it's being received. Well, we're the same way. We operate a certain level of faith at a certain levels, but depending on the circumstances and how the circumstances respond right away, we can have a tendency of fading our faith. And if we stay away from faith long enough, we'll lose it. We'll lose faith. Scripture says we'll faint in our mind. We'll give up. You know, faith has to be applied. It has to have pressure. So it's healthy for us to to have an atmosphere of faith sounds, to have an atmosphere of faith sounds, right? An atmosphere of faith sounds. Because what happens is that atmosphere of faith uh, produces, increases, and stimulates our faith. All right, so we already talked about the different levels of faith, uh, the measure of faith in you. We talked about the, um, how we want the faith to resurrect by the word. We also talked about faith being activated, Galatians 5, 6. And uh, the Bible says that just shall live by faith. So it should be a faith life, not faith moment. So we said how we're tempted to fade sometimes in our faith. Now, there's different things that can fade our faith in Luke 22 31 and 32, uh, Jesus was talking to uh, Peter, and he says, I pray that your faith fails not, that your faith fails not. But then he explained how faith fails later on. He said, well, before that, he says, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. So basically, what he's saying is Satan tries to break our faith down. And think about it, like some of us is easier to break down because he just has you thinking about worst case scenarios, has you worrying about something, will constantly attack it, attack you and hope you magnify the circumstances, right? So that's one way. Um, but in Peter's case, these guys was being exposed to something that had no one in the world had never seen and the someone the world had never seen, doing things that no one had ever been done. And so when, when you've ever uh, been in this situation and it's supernatural, you know, or, uh, you know, uh, something happens to you supernatural, and, or let's say you heal, because that would be supernatural, right? Well, what does your mind do? You, know, you are healed. You don't feel the symptoms in that moment, but what does your mind do? Your mind goes looking for the, the symptoms, right? <laughs> you know, your mind, I remember when uh, the Lord healed my knee, and at the time, I could move it from side to side. And the Lord healed my knee. But at least, at least probably for the most of that week, I, I didn't know what I know now. I was looking for the pain. Now, think about it. I'm healed. I was believing God was going to a, a professional tryout. And I said, well, Lord, if you just give me your knee. 
you know. And so it was phenomenal. He's, he healed my knee. Never had surgery on that particular knee. Uh, actually, it was my right knee. And uh, and I'm looking for it. Like, where is it? But see, that's the the adversary tries to get in your head and tries to get y your your mind to not be in agreement with faith. So what happens is when we're in an atmosphere of faith sounds, it triggers the measure of faith that's in us. It stimulates it. Just like uh, when I was talking to Minister Lamar about, uh, we were talking about sounds when I, uh, when I was talking to the youth about music. And we were saying how the, the, the culture of music is designed, especially the world's culture, or Satan used to be Lucifer who used to be the mixed master. So, so uh, he was cast down from heaven but his purpose wasn't changed. The gift and the calling of God without repentance. So he was des designed as the anointed cherubim. That means he moved. It said his pipes, his tabrets, his pipes. When he moved, he created sound. And all the angels and uh, in, in, in all the heaven moved um, because of the sound that he created. So, I mean, think about the, 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 the temptation of that level of power. You know, when I do something, I saw a musician one time in the service, and we was in the service, and I said, uh, I said, sweetheart, what is this dude doing? Like, you could tell. It was almost like this guy was a, what do you, what do you call it, a pie piper. Like, he knew he was controlling the atmosphere. I took a youth to a service one time. We sitting in the service. I was like, what is that spirit? We were sitting, um, it was all, had all the rolls up. It was visiting another church. I said, what is going on? The Holy Spirit said, look up at the keyboard. And when I looked up at the keyboard, it's like the guy was working everybody in the building. I looked at the youth. I said, we leaving. They just looked at me. Well, I said, we leaving. <laughs> and we got in the van. I told them, I said, well, that guy up there, he was feeding things into our spirit that God didn't want us to have. You know what I'm saying? So, but we, we, we settle. We think because it sounds good, it's good for us. Because that's, that, that's how our measure. Our measure is not what's best. Our measure is good or bad. So if it sounds good or is it pleasant, we think it's good for us, right? But everything that sounds good or everything pleasant is not good for us. So what God is saying, and this is the thing. When I transition into music, I know we're talking about faith sounds. I'm going to show you how sound works. Before I, you know, because I live for music, I, I, I went to clubs five days a week in New Jersey, and and I remember I just love sound. I just I like the sound of music. I love listening to music. I listen to music all day. I had headphones. I had the uh, I'm older, so I had the Walkman with the equalizer. You know, they, they had you had the Walkman, but some of them had equalizer. I, I had bass, treble. You know, I could move it up and down. Like, and I would always get the, the high-tech Walkman, you know. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's like, wow, that's you old, ain't you? <laughs> what is a Walkman? <laughs> right? So, so, but I remember I always had sound with me. I always had sound. I needed a, some type of inspiration or a theme uh, whenever I did stuff. I used to take these huge speakers and sit them out my window when I worked in upstate New York. My, 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 the, the rooms they gave us was right by the basketball court, so when I work on my game, I had, a, had these speakers outside. In college, I had a 200-watt Toshiba system. I kept on 10, and that's how I went to bed every night. Just, 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 just keep it on blast. And, you know, I always tell the story. Guys are like, yo, why you got it on 10? I said, well, there's 10 numbers. So I guess 10 is for me. <laughs> it's for somebody, right? Uh, you're only supposed to go to three. It would be one, two, three. But obviously 10 is an option. And I would blast that thing. And so I, 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 I constantly operated on sound, you know. And so when I crossed over to the kingdom, the Lord was trying to change or, 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 uh, 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 detox me or you know uh, transfusion he was taking me through a sound transfusion that's it right and so he had to transfuse in God sound to to flush out the other sound and the first thing I noticed because I you know I used to what, was, what do we call it I forgot what we call it uh, it was uh, it was 107.5 what was it it could have been Blue Monday or something it was something where they would play the uh, all the uh, the oldies, you know the uh, you know, you know stylistics, the Blue Magic, Skip Mahoney and the Casuals. Y'all probably don't know who that is, but but <laughs> you know, 
so all these different songs. And so as much as I listen to music, I always fell back into that type of music, Manhattans, uh, Temptations, whatever, you know, uh, what, what we call love music, whole no story. But so, and you know, then you, you, you had your different groups, it could be Boys to Men or whatever. So I started listening to, the Lord exposed me to some gospel. The Winans was first, then I listened to Commission, and I thought, I thought these were new groups. Like, I was like, oh, that's a new group. You know, why is I'm going to go get some of their albums. And it turned out, I kept going back and back and back. I was like, they've been around the whole time? <laughs> Where have I been? Then I listened to Commission. I thought they were new. First album I listened to was Ordinary Just Won't Do, you know. And, and so I thought they were new, but I just kept going back and back. So I felt like I was in the cave. But I noticed something. When, once I started listening to that music, when I tried to go back to listen to the other music, I said, wait a minute, this music uh, sounds good, but I'm not getting that same impact on my heart. See, see, so somebody singing faith sounds is going to do something different, right? Flesh sounds and fear sounds may make you feel uh, a certain way, but faith sounds stir up your spirit. Right, and if it, oh, I was about to say try it, but that's probably not good to tell you to go try. <laughs> but it's it's a whole other world. It's a different. All right. So with that in mind, we talked about um, faith sounds, uh, how they draw people to God. It draw people to God. So it uh, it draws us closer to God. I see. The closer we get to God, the more we want to please God. The scripture says, "Without faith, it's impossible to please God." You know. For 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 look look let's go to Hebrews eleven six Hebrews eleven six. See you know I I I, I get it because I I've lived it and I guess I'm I'm, I'm I guess like I said I'm still living it but you know the whole living for God thing depends on how you process it if it's just about uh, we could say. Uh, 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 rules or or what like compliance uh, I get it you know you you come out of this world you you have been in and depending on your household how you was raised just don't do this you can't do that don't do that put that back uh, sit here go here you know you, you you know so when you young what's your first thought I can't wait till I get what grown um, so I can do my own thing right and so so the amazing thing is most of us are not living life off a of purpose. We're living life off a of payback for what we've been through when we was young. If you think about it, so most of the time it's like, so you now listen, I, we've ministered to people to, in certain situations. They never, they had, they struggled through relationships in high school. So now they're trying, <laughs> trying to get their self-esteem as an adult. Then you have people that couldn't could, was uh, lived in a strict household, so they were strict, got good grades, everything. So as soon as they got free, they lost their mind. You have people that had to clean all the time, so now that they're they're on their own, they didn't clean it at all. I mean, that, well, actually, that was my first thing when I got because I had to clean our house. I had to go out. We lived on the, uh, New Jersey, got three family houses, so I had to go out. I had to clean the basement stairs. You know, you hate the basement stairs. You only want to go to, go in the basement, and, <laughs> you know, in the houses back in the day. So I had to clean the basement stairs, our stairs, go up and clean the people on the second floor stairs and the third floor. And while I was going up them stairs, I was like, "What? Well, I ain't even stepped on it. <laughs> well, I got to clean their stairs, too. So when I got to college, you know, the first thing I was like, I'm not cleaning my room. I'm not cleaning my room because guess what? I don't have to. Ain't nobody here. Now, I could only go but so far because... It was in me to clean, <laughs> right? But my whole point is, I'm saying this because we're, we're, we've crossed over to this Christian life and are we ascribing what we need to get the fulfillment out of it and fulfill purpose? Oh, so, so putting ourselves in the atmosphere of faith sounds does that. Or are we just trying to prove I can do what I want to do? You know, like we just live in life just to be freelance, just to, now we're not getting purpose out of life, you know, we may be, you know, we might have waited our whole life just to sit down and have a glass of wine, you know, <laughs> and just to say, I ain't got to go nowhere, or what's the song, I ain't, uh, I'm not trying to do nothing, 
what's the lazy song? Yeah, what's it? I, I'm, uh, I don't want to do nothing. Uh, man, I can't think of the exact words, but it's the lyrics say, I don't care about nothing, I'm not doing anything, something like that, right? It's called the lazy song, so I, I, I forgot the exact lyrics, right? But, but my whole point is, it's, the reason why it was popular is because it's what everybody wants to do. The, the problem with the, the challenge with the song is there's consequences to I don't feel like nothing, I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. There's consequences with just I'm just going to do what I want to do. There's consequences with living an undisciplined life. It's not, listen, listen the Bible says, God not mock whatsoever a man's soul that he shall reap. So there's a benefit to a faith life, right? But there's also a consequence to a fear life, right? All right, so let's, uh, Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It says, for by it, the, the the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God, right? So the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it, being dead, yet speaketh. So he, like, the point is, he buried an a, a offering to God, but it kept speaking through the harvest that it manifested, right? It says, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. And before his translation, he had, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse 6, key verse, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. That's, that takes faith. And that he's a reward of them that diligently, key word here, diligently seek him. See, first of all, it takes faith to be diligent. Now, diligence means that I'm moving towards what I believe I need to manifest in my life, and I'm getting hurdles. I'm getting hindrances, and I'm getting opposition. See, I won't need. I wouldn't need diligence if, when I start moving towards what I desire, as soon as I took a step, it manifested. I wouldn't need diligence if I didn't have to go through a process. Now, we, some of us may say, I've heard this plenty of times. Well, well, why does everybody have to go through that? The key is everybody doesn't. But the thing is, the 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 selfish, prideful, fear hole you dig is the one you're climbing out of to, to harmonize with what God has for you. So a lot of the diligence is diligently taking steps towards healing, steps towards wholeness, steps towards the, uh, the uh, laying aside all these levels of weight that we picked up along the way. And so faith sounds are similar to, um, it says in this chapter, it's in this chapter, right? We have so a great cloud of witnesses, right? Yeah. So it says, uh, you said what? Verse 12? No, chapter 12. Oh, chapter 12, right. Yeah, all right, so, so uh, going over to chapter 12, verse 1. Now, after he goes through the whole litany of, lit, uh, litany, uh, litany of the people that operate in faith and the things that they produce and the things that they believe for and the things that happen, he, he transitions into chapter 12, verse 1. It says, wherefore, seeing we also. Now, this is in addition to all these levels of faith. It says, we, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. It says, uh, let us lay aside, look, every weight and the sin that, that which those doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus the author and finish of our faith faith to endure the cross so look at this so you have all this litany of faith that he breaks down he says without faith it's impossible to please God and he talked about Enoch he talked about Moses he talked about Joseph he talked about David he talked about um, Barak and Deborah he's talking about all these different people of faith then he says hey we have compassed about us these great cloud of witnesses, right? It says, and it says, now lay aside every weight. 
take this faith, be diligent in faith, and lay aside every weight. And he says, look, these witnesses are, if you listen to them, through their words of, of their testimony in the Bible, you overcome come on by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony, through their word of their testimony in this Bible, through their experience, through their expressions of actions of faith. You know, the scripture says faith without works is dead. That's a faith without faith actions are dead. Like, like so, so, so what, is, what that scripture is saying, don't just talk faith, act in faith. That's what it's saying. Don't just talk faith, act in faith. So you have these actions of faith. They're expressing something. It's creating an atmosphere of faith sound. So these witnesses are cheering you on with faith words. You think it's about somebody running. You know, they're running a the race and, and they're getting tired. And, and every time they come around a lap, everybody's going, oh, you could do it, you could do it. Remember we did the, uh, uh, Trina uh, had an example uh, the other week, and she said she took the people and she had them go in a room, and she had two people come out, and she told us to be uh, mean to them, right? So as soon as they walked through the door, we was like, oh, my God, like, yeah, it's disgusting. And then they came down, I think it was Terrell, and was troubling somebody. Can't think of who the other person was. And so, so, so she had told them to look for these items that, w that was hidden in the room. And so we, we dogging them out. We're like, you'll never find that. Ain't no way you finding that. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Oh, you barely can find the church to, to show up. How are you going to find the idol? So they're looking around. Now, both of them had said, uh, with Siobhan, both of them had said that they could care less what people said, which is what a lot of us say. We could care less about the sounds around us. We don't pay that no mind. But we don't, what you don't realize subconsciously, that your inner man is paying that mind. Just because you consciously is not paying it no mind. Your inner man is paying in mind. And so your inner man is what helps you to see stuff that you can't see. And so what happens is they, 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 didn't, get the, they didn't get what they were supposed to get. You know, uh, uh, Terrell made a comment. He says, you know, I can care less what they were saying. So I was just ignoring them. Well, why are you saying you're ignoring them? You still, the goal is not proving you can ignore. The goal is for you to get what God has once manifested in your life, right? Then uh, uh, was uh, Zamir, and it was you, right? Uh, Z and Z, <laughs> Z, Z on top, right? So they come in, and we cheered them as soon as they walked through the door. Ah, woo! Like, they didn't even know why. Then they came up, and, and, and they were told they had to find some things. Oh, we was like, oh, that's going to be easy. No brainer, not a problem. And we, hey, it was a crowd cheering them that they can do this, right? A crowd just cheering them. Zamir almost like something picked him up. He went right to what we, were, we hid. Then he came back. He came back and he, he found the first thing. We said, oh, there's another one. You got to find another one. If you were, if we have it on video. It looked like something took him. He, was, he walked here spun around and went to the other one. Nobody told him where it was at. And so when they, we, my wife interviewed him, he said, well, the first one, he, listen, I don't know how he processes. He said, I was just thinking wires and, and there's wires over there. <laughs> so, so he went over there. He said, she said, what, well, we said, what about the second one? He said, my feet just took me there. He said, my feet just took me, took him where he go. Now, he probably doesn't know. He's young. But look, Faith sounds. Faith sounds. He heard faith sounds and he was moved. They found the things in record time. Right? So, so right now, is your goal to prove that I don't care what nobody's saying, I don't pay that no mind? Or is your goal to manifest what God wants manifested in your life? Is your goal to settle for what you're willing to have? Or is your goal to manifest what God wants in your life to impact others' lives? Right? So that's why we want to be in an atmosphere of, of faith sounds. One, it attracts people to God. Um, and, and so we want to be saying what God says. Faith moves the unseen into the seen realm. Something my wife was saying the last time we taught on faith sounds. Faith moves the unseen into the seen realm. The unseen into, look, look uh, Hebrews 11, again, if you go back to verse 3, it says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. 
Look, said the, so, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So if the things that are seen are not are made of things which don't appear, then what's more real is the unseen. Okay, so we always use this example in, in this faith teaching um, because sometimes people go, okay, yeah, right. Okay, so we use the the orange the orange seed example. So there's an orange seed, and knowing you know, if you plant orange seeds, you get an orange tree, right? So 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 for years, I just back when you was in the youth, I was just asking people for years. Okay, so where did the orange tree come from? And so uh, did it come from inside the sea or inside the ground? So you know, you have people put their hand up and go, oh, I know, I know. That orange tree comes from inside that sea. I said, okay, well, if that's the case, then we just cut the seed open and the tree pop out, right? Never, has never happened. So then somebody else in the infinite wisdom said, I know where the tree comes from. It comes from in the ground. Cool. We don't even need to put the seed in the ground. We need to keep digging until we find a tree under there. It's never happened. See, we take for granted the supernatural. You plant the seed in the ground naturally, right, by faith, and you receive a tree from the heaven realm because there's no tree in that ground, and there's no tree inside the seed. You're just acting on faith all the time, and so that's everything takes, happens that way. Listen, even, even pregnancy, like, like listen, I'm not trying to be gross, but mess around and play around with the, with the sperm and, and just dice it or slice it or whatever, you know, in the little lab, you know, this chemistry guy, right? right? And no, there ain't nothing coming out of there. No, you're doing something by faith, pulling on something from the heaven realm. That's why the scripture says don't look on the things that you see for they're temporal, look on the things that you can't see for they're eternal. And this is the thing. If, if the adversary needs to stop the men and women of God, what do you think the number one thing he needs to do? Mess with your faith. You see, because if you mess with your faith, see, up to the point, think about when you roll with God. You see some things, man. You, you, you see everything. As the scripture says in 1 Peter 3, you can see afar off. And so, so you have hope. You're excited. Things to look forward to, right? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait till this happens. Like you're sitting there, you're sitting around the house and something tells you or you sense something's about to manifest. You don't even know what it is. You just know, hey, you, do you sense that, sweetheart? That something's about to manifest. You're sitting around, you're talking to the fellas like, oh, all I know, something, something's about to go on, something's happening. Because you can see something, right? Because you got your faith lenses on. Circumstances happen, you get busy, you get overconfident, you get casual with the word. You know, your, your lens is slipping a little bit, so you're seeing like the natural and you're seeing the spiritual. Then you get busy and busier and they slip a little bit more. Then you get caught up and they slip a little more. And after a while, you lose your lenses. What do you see at that point? Just the natural, just the circumstances. What do you play off of? The natural circumstances. If somebody talks to you about faith, What's your response? Man, you see, see, that's y'all, yeah, y'all spiritual. That's just spiritual all the time, man. Ain't, you know, you got to have a balance. I said, just, okay. I already talked about that the other day, so I'm not going to get, <laughs> you know, that's a little peppy, a little, that's a little irrit irritation for me because it's not, we're making confident statements that are not in the reality of how we're living. When we say balance, we've been living natural our, most, our, most of our entire life. We do four things spiritual and we call I need balance because I've been doing four spiritual things for four weeks. Balance would be, like I said, when you go to that scale, you're bringing weight. They keep moving that thing until it equals out based on the weight you brought. Not, it's not a zero something. So we like, I need balance. You know what I'm saying? Well, you don't want to be, you, you don't want to be so spiritual, you know, earthly good. I have never heard people say you don't want to be so earthly, you know, spiritual good. Because you don't have to do nothing to be earthly. Wake up, you're earthly. You do have to do something to be spiritual. And so we want these manifestations from the spirit realm, but we don't want to create the faith sounds to manifest them, right? Right, so just, just, just. God bless us, all right?
Alright, so so faith moves things into the unseen realm, right? And uh, so we talked about this last week when it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The the uh, message says before you can trust, you have to listen. Before you can trust, you have to listen. Now, the Bible says, has a word that it uses for listening called hearken. You know, you go through Deuteronomy, no numbers, everything is called hearken. Listen with the intent to obey. Listen. Yeah, so you ever see, you know, you got young kids are like this and I... Uh, uh, Nate spoke during our um, men's weekend, but I had went to his his kids' game. I went to uh, see one of his, his kids play one day. So, so of course, Nate's always coaching them. He said, "Hey, hey you want to do this? Hey, stay focused. Hey, hey, go to the box, slide down. Hey, box out." You know, he, he's trying to coach his kids. So one time he was talking to his youngest, and he was like, "Hey, hey, you want to do this?" And he looked, but you, you know how us adults, when somebody's telling us something, but we're focusing on something else. You know, your wife could be telling you something and you're trying to focus on something else. Then she says, I right, can we do this? Can we do that? And then you get to that third level where you're like, you, you, you look at her, but you really like whatever. Like, you don't say whatever, but you're really saying whatever. <laughs> right? Well, this young folk, and, and, and this is one of the things I, I wasn't good at when I first started playing basketball. When I first was playing the college basketball, whatever the coach said, I was like this. So I was supposed to be playing the game when the coach said something, I'm like this. Go say something like this. And I realized, man, he's messing me up here. Because I'm in the game. So I got to be able to hear him and still navigate in what I'm supposed to be doing, right? So I got to hear him and still navigate. So in other words, I got to, like, play him off. I just, I just, I can't be like, because that's how I used to be. Like, because I, I wanted to be on, the, on, you know, I wanted more time. So I figured if I'm the compliant, he'll let me play more. So every time he talks, yes, sir, coach. Yes, sir. And now I was like, this dude's messing my whole groove up because this guy's defending me. I got to get by him. He's getting on my nerves, right? So, 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 so I learned how to, I got you. Just, just, I'm, I know what I'm doing right here. And that's how uh, Little Major was. Little Major was like, all right, Dad. But I never seen a little kid flow like that. Almost like, yo, I got this. I, I got you. It's the same thing you told me the last three times. He didn't say that, but you could see it. Even Nate noticed it. It was just like, yeah, you know. They, they know what to listen to, and they know what to play off. Right? I'm saying this about faith sounds. Sometimes people are seeking faith to us, and God is t talking to us, and we're kind of like, yeah, well, I got this. We're not hearkening with the intent to obey. You see what I'm saying? That, 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 I'm sorry, listening with the intent to obey. That's what hearken means. We're not hearkening to the word. You know, see, when you show up and you're expecting some things and you hear God, you're not casual when God is speaking and you're listening with the intent to obey, something's going to happen then. So, so we have this thing. We have, a, uh, we have a growing relationship, me and that guy in the back, right? So, so when we first establish our relationship, because this is uh, in the dictionary under servant, you'll see Marcus's name, right? So he's a servant. But the challenge was, in the early part of the relationship, he wasn't listening. So, like, I'd be like, okay, well, Marcus needs to do this. And he'd be like, oh, and he would go to do it. Because what's his habit? Serving. Right? And so then, I was like, I know we just talked about this. And then I said, so, so Marcus, what we talked about last time? He said, uh, such and such. All right. So then, next time I come out, and I was like, wait a minute. We just talked about that, like, two times in a row. Right? And I was like, I said, Marcus, was you listening? You know, so he was so busy going to do, he didn't stop to, to absorb the, all the information. Right? And that's, you know, but that's, when we're used to flowing and freelancing individual, one of the things we've never, haven't trained ourselves to do is to care to listen. So you know what, 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 what the value of faith sounds is and how it, when it increases? When we care to listen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when we care to listen. And so we blow off, like I have to, I train myself to listen. So let's say I could, I could be standing over here, me and, me and Ray could be talking and, and Z could be talking. Now Z's not talking to me. But I've trained my sensor to hear words of faith. To hear signs and information that's going to assist me in the, to getting to my fulfillment. 
So I'm listening. I was sitting in the barbershop getting my hair cut. I'm listening. I don't care if people are talking to me or not. I'm listening. I'm paying because I might be here or something. Uh, DJ be cutting my hair. He's like, you know what? Uh, I got a question. And you know what I was thinking through? Well, well if we'll talk again. And I'll be like, hey, remember the last time we were talking and you said this? You know why? Because I'm listening. It's, I'm not like, oh, dude, just cut my hair, man. You know, you know, give me your, your give me your, uh, your resume. Like, like you know, you gotta be at a, 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 a bishop, or you gotta be a super deacon level for me to even be able to listen. Some of us are like that. But as the kids are talking, Zamir was talking. Do you know I used his sermon in probably the next three or four conversation I had? Not, not, not. I pulled out my notes. I used the sermon because I was listening. Everything he said was what when you're teaching, I'm listening. When you're teaching, listen, I got plenty of notes. You know why? Because God is using this vessel to speak out faith sounds. I'm absorbing the faith sounds. Right? Because that's how I'm gonna get where I'm going. That's gonna increase my faith lenses to see what God wants. But we're selective a lot of times of what we choose to listen to. We determine the value of of, of what's important and what's not. Based on what? And some of us are going to the wealth seminar and take every note in the building because we want money. But we'll come in God's house who has all wisdom who gave Solomon more riches than anyone in the world. We ain't taking those attentive with, with God. Something's definitely wrong with that picture, ain't it right? You see what I'm saying? So, so God is, his whole word is faith sounds. And those faith sounds are, are, are supposed to stir up the gifts and, and what we want manifested. But what? We have to hearken. Listen with the intent to obey, right? All right, so, so, so again, faith, faith comes by hearing. This is the message version of, 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 of uh, Romans 10.17. So the faith comes by hearing, listening to what is told, expressed by faith, hearing means understanding what's listened to or absorbing to a point of comprehension and being moved to execute. Absorbing to a point of comprehension and being moved to execute. So God is not just speaking of faith sounds just to, to speak them. And the good thing about faith sounds is they paint a picture on the canvas of our imagination. That's so real, we're moved to act on it. So if you absorb faith sounds consistently, it paints a picture that's so real, you're moved to act on it. So God kept speaking things into in, me and my wife's life about, uh, about pastoring. And, and so, okay, fine, we'll just see when that's going to happen. We'll just be faithful in another man's. Um, you know, we was at uh, the other church for 18 years. Well, uh, the pastor, uh, again, the pastor, we didn't come up with it. Pastor comes up to us one day and he says, uh, he calls two people out, me and this other, uh, uh, we were the two ministers on staff at the time. He says, uh, so praying for, praying for when and where. And he never said, he never said pastoring or nothing like that. Me and him had talked for years. We talked at maybe two or three intervals and he said he was moving towards that end. I didn't know if it was Karate Kid. Uh, you know, like, I don't know if it's, am I waxing on or waxing off or not? You know, I mean, I, I never pastor. I don't have a script, so I can't be disgruntled because I could be, you know, thinking I'm waxing the car, but learning some moves. <laughs> so, so he said, pray for when and where. So we, me and my wife, we start praying for when and where. We had a vision board. Actually, I just, we just moved. I just found those things. Maybe I'll bring them to the church uh, to see how things have manifested. So I just found a vision board. I had a vision board. Had uh, two maps on there, so we kind of, kind of came down to two places: uh, uh, North Carolina and Houston and Texas, uh, North Carolina and Texas. And so then the Lord just start showing me signs, but I had to listen to the sounds, you know, like just talking to somebody, and it was like, well, they was thinking about moving to uh, to uh, uh, Charlotte. So I never said nothing. I, you know, I knew that was a possibility. I said, why Charlotte? He says, well, it was between two places, between uh, Texas and Charlotte. Well, Houston and Charlotte, but Charlotte stood out. I didn't hear, I didn't hear that person. I heard God, faith sounds. So put a pen in there. Um, 
Then I'm talking to another guy. He's uh, uh, played professional football for the, uh, the Saints. So he comes back to Ohio State, and the guy calls me from their arena. Uh, Woody Hayes is where they practice. He said, he said man, I'm down to Woody Hayes, man. I got somebody you need to talk to. So I get on the phone, and I talk to the guy. He says, hey, man, how you doing? I said, what you doing, man? He says, well, actually, I'm in uh, uh, Matthews, uh, North Carolina. He uh, worked for NASCAR. I, you know, he kept talking. He said, he says, yeah, I was, we, when I... When I got injured with New Orleans, I was supposed to go to Houston, but somehow or another, I ended up in North Carolina, Matthews, North Carolina. Well, Matthews is the place, the first place we ever visited. That's the, we stayed in Sun Suites Hotel um, when we scouted out Charlotte. I said, what did you just say? Did you say Matthews? Yeah. So then uh, another person goes to the church. Uh, uh, Kelly McClure, he comes in to our Wednesday Bible study. He's like, he said, he says, yeah. He says, uh, my wife was asking me if the Lord calls you to pastor, uh, would I follow you? I said, that's interesting. I said, the Lord just told me, uh, just was showing me how we're supposed to go to North Carolina. He says, oh my God. He says, my wife said uh, she always believes she's supposed to move to Charlotte, North Carolina, way back when she was in college. Oh, so that's another situation. Then I go out to eat. I go out to eat, and uh, I, I run into a guy. So I run into this guy. We weren't supposed to be at this restaurant. You know, we, I missed the exit for the restaurant we were supposed to go to, so I go into the restaurant. So when I walk into the restaurant, I see this guy, distinguished gentleman. I was speaking to him. Hey, and I said, wait a minute. I said, hey, uh, ML? And so this guy used to, years ago, used to play for the Bengals. But the guy sitting next to him, I knew the young guy. used to play basketball with him. I said, I said, well, who, who is he to you? He said, well, this is, this is my son. I said, are you serious? I said, so then who's Josh? This is another guy I ministered to. He said, well, he said, he said oh, that's my son too. I said, these are the two boys you told me about like nine years ago? <laughs> but I ended up ministering to his son and having a relationship with the other son independent of him. All right, so go sit down. I'll get up and get something to drink. I'm running to another guy. So I run into that guy, and I used to work with him in corrections. And so we talking. I said, man, hey, Hawk, how you doing? I sat down. I said, man, what's the chance of me running into these two guys? They were the two pillars for, for, for me to even be working for the church. The uh, second guy was working at a place I didn't even want to work there. I didn't even want the interview. I, I, listen, this is how I tried to get out of, get, get taking a job. I was being obedient to God to go. But I didn't want the job because I was a secure employee, certified employee for the state, couldn't be fired, moving up the ladder. So I was like, okay, I'll go. I said, well, I know how, not, how to get out of this. I'm just talking about God. Surely they're not going to hire me if I talk about God. So the whole interview, I'm talking about God. I was like, yeah, man, you know, yeah, just love the Lord. I've ministered at the church. Doesn't do this. That's all I was talking about. I was just like, okay, so let me just get out of here so I can, I can leave. When I left, the lady ran out. And gave me an application. I was like, that's not how it was supposed to go. Well, what the Lord told me is the guy told them, whatever you do, you better hire that guy. He was a, a Christian. Solid man of God. He says, whatever you do, you're supposed to hire that guy. Well, the second guy I ran into, I wouldn't even have considered moving up the ladder. I just figured I was good at my job. They would hire me. He says, well, Keith, people need to know you're interested. So I was fill out applications, make a long story short, I got a promotion. I said, man, what's the chance of me running to these two guys in a restaurant I wasn't supposed to be in? I said, sweetheart, remember, God showed us there's signs everywhere. Basically, there's faith sounds everywhere. Hey, do you have your frequency tuned in? And so then right as soon as I said that, the Lord said, started revealing to me all the people that, that I'm connected to that was moving to Charlotte, North Carolina. The person I talked to in the interview, that was the next day. The person I talked to that, that was the football player was a week after that. But it all started with God showing and moving. I wouldn't even be here. Obviously, we're supposed to be in Charlotte, right? Wouldn't even be in Charlotte. And we came out here $1,625 um, with me and my wife by ourselves to start Ayers Christian Center Church. Now, you ain't doing that. I, now, no, we ain't sweet. Trust me, we weren't going, hey, babe, let's just take this $1,625, go down to Charlotte and do our thing. No. We moving on the faith sounds. We moving on hearing God say, hey, those great cloud of witnesses, yo, yo, man, go on to Charlotte, man. 
Don't let, don't let nobody fool you. Just do what I told you to do. Be obedient to what I told you to do. Guess what? Those same faith nouns kept us for 18 years. Not, to get, not, not getting antsy, not getting out ahead of God, because we were listening to God say, listen, what I have for you, I have for you. Just be obedient. Every day, every year that you wait, you're going to find out you, you, you're going to learn something that you wouldn't learn if you'd have got out ahead of me. Every year I learned something I wouldn't have learned or wouldn't have discovered if I'd have jumped out ahead of God. Every year. All right, so, so faith sounds, right? You got that? All right, so, so it paints a picture on the canvas, right? So remember, I gave you the scripture uh, last week, Job 42.5. He basically said, he says, I heard God to basically a point of sin. So you can hear faith sounds. You can, if you hear it clearly, you'll hear it so clearly you'll s start to see things manifested. You'll start to see hope where you had no hope. Well, so that's why we have to watch and pray. That's why we have to have uh, a readiness of mind. See, some of us struggle with now, this is something God gave me with imitating attentiveness. We imitate attentiveness as if we're focused. And, 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 and the dangerous thing is those pe the people that operate that way, they feel that they're privileged, entitled to move, right? To move or, or to advance or in their life without being present in the moment. So, so it's not, it's not, it's not an evil thing. People aren't being evil. It's just like, you, like in your life, uh, somebody was, uh, somebody was talking to me. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I can say this. This is this is not in, in negative, but they, we were talking about me being raised with foster parents in the first part of my life, and so I started to describe why I don't eat a lot of soul food. This was just recently, um, and so so. They was like, I said, yeah, I said, listen, grits, I, I don't eat grits. I don't eat, uh, what you mentioned the other day, uh, cream of wheat. I don't eat oatmeal. It's like, it's like we had it like, with all due respect, like all the time. Like, I just, I just couldn't take it, you know. And then greens, it was like greens, like, so all it was was greens, greens, okra, black eyed peas, uh, you know, and we didn't call them grits, we call them hominy grits, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, like, so when I got old, I was like, no, I'm not, like, I don't eat greens at all, like, I, I don't eat, well, I didn't, I never liked the okra anyway, so, 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 black eyed peas, I don't know when the last time I had some black eyed peas, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, and then, uh, what's the other thing, I said green, grits, like, I don't, I ain't had grits since I was a kid. So then the person makes a comment. They said, uh, oh, man, that's deep. I thought you were raised by, uh, I'll just say, Caucasian uh, foster parents. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. And so, so, and I'm saying to myself, well, maybe it's a combination of the way I eat and maybe, you know, how I articulate. But, but, but what it is is I learned to be attentive. I just learned to listen. Like, that's all it is. Like, if you think about it, there's very few people that don't have genius in them. The challenge is not if people are smart or not. The challenge is a lot of people don't care to listen. And so now your attentiveness, again, we're still locked in on faith sounds, your attentiveness stimulates your your, uh, your, uh, your brain, your awareness, all your cognitive functions that are designed to actually uh, grow and develop based on absorption of word. Interest of the word, bring up light, gives understanding to the simple. That's what it says. Uh, 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 Psalm 119, uh, 130. Interest of the word, bring up light, gives understanding to the simple. So if it gives understanding to the simple, and I went through all different levels of intelligence before, it can definitely give understanding to somebody. And I, don't, I haven't met a person that's at the simple level recently in my life. <laughs> I mean, I was a kid at one time. You know what I'm saying? So most people have, have, have foundational intelligence. 
I mean, just to be prideful, you have to process something, right? You have to know what to process. And, and, and you know how, how we figure out how to get around embracing, you know, what we can't do when we're not focused? Like, you know how we're so defensive? You know, it takes intelligence to do that, right? So instead of using intelligence to excuse our lack of awareness, why don't we use that same intelligence to advance ourselves to a point where we can get all of God's faith sounds and watch what we see starting to start to manifest in our life. Hey, hey, I guarantee that's the key to us losing weight. Y'all don't even think it is, but it is. You got to see it. You got to see it, and then there's a, when you see it so clear, it, it processes into your knower where you start to say to yourself, I can, I will, and then you do. But if, if it gets into your mind, this is insurmountable, you do what? You give up, right? In everything. If you start reading and, and, you, and you go on beyond your level, when, when, it's t when you reach a certain point, something intimidates you that, ah, I don't think I can do that. But, but faith can push you beyond that. Like, really, you have genius sitting in the room, listening in online, but it just hasn't been tapped into. Because we spend too much of our time proving, ain't nothing wrong with me. Yeah, just because you say ain't nothing wrong with you, that doesn't mean there's nothing wrong with you. Just because someone says something is wrong with you at this moment doesn't mean that's your overall of who you are. That's just a demand on you to be who you are. You see the difference? Well, we spend too much time. Uh, uh, somebody's going to discover. They're going to find out. Or we'll snap on something when all we got to do is embrace, oh, okay, that's my thermostat. I thought I was at this level, but I realize I'm at that level. Cool. All right, I'm going to keep working into it. See, 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 I had to learn how to embrace criticism at every level. If I don't know something, I don't know it. But guess what? That challenges me to know it. If somebody gives, tells me, hey, you know what? You know you flow this way. It's like, ah, I hate doing that. So now, now I'm going to challenge myself to change, not you tripping. You don't know what you're talking about, this, that, and the other. Now, obviously, it's something I can't see. So I'm just challenge myself, and I'm not sweet. Listen, I'm, I'm the most ordinary person in the room. So I know if I can do it, I know you can, because I, just about everybody I've met that's walked through those doors has the, the core gene for genius way beyond me. I'm probably, that's why God uses Keith Bradley, because I'm probably, like, no, guess what? I really take away all your excuses. Because honestly, if I can do it, all you can do it. And you might say to yourself, but you're doing this. No, 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 no. But you don't really. Like even uh, I became uh, what you call a guy that can jump in basketball. But I'm not a guy that was birthed with the ability to jump in basketball. Listen, in my neighborhood, it was all types of people jumping over me. Like, this person was Skywalker. This person was, you know, the helicopter. This person was the, these people, how, how does these people do this? How is this possible? It just looked like they, somebody gave them jumping beans or something. Like, you know, uh, my, my buddy that came to visit us at the, the picnic loose. He'd stand under the rim, six foot, just jump and dunk the ball. All types of people. Guess what? I learned to jump. I worked to jump. I ran. And then I pressed to do it. I, I wasn't the fastest person, not even close. We definitely weren't the strongest. I remember one day I walked into the, to the playground, they said, oh, Keith Bradley done bought him some arms. <laughs> Otherwise interpreted, that dude was probably the skinniest person. I, I used to walk into the gym and a guy be like, dude, like, why is this important? But I don't know. Man, you ain't got no calves. <laughs> like, is, is, are you human? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, so I worked. I worked. When I came to the kingdom, I started to watch. These, I'm sitting in the back, and this guy said he heard from God. God told me. That's the only sense that. I said, God, did God tell him? Did he hear God? Was it an audible voice? Like, was it like on a movie? I am the Father. Like, what? Like, that. guess what? So I pressed to get closer to God till I could hear him. Like, I hear God in the midst of 
all types of stuff going on, God said, lay hands on that person. I'm like, well, you know, this is, hasn't, we haven't created an atmosphere for that. What I tell you to do? And the power of God to move. Right? You understand what I'm saying? But guess what? You can't, oh, oh, this is good. This is good. This is what we tell basketball players to do. I know I'm talking about sports. So, some people are right-handed. They're used to shooting right-handed, right? And so you, you want to be able to shoot with both hands, right? And so what we always tell, like, like say, little Isaac, we would tell him is uh, uh, to use his hand not just when he's playing basketball. So when he's eating, use his left hand. When he's going to the, you know, restroom, use your left hand. Open doors with your left hand. Don't just, so if your left hand's around like this all the time, then you come to the basketball court and the coach say, hey, shoot left-handed. What, you gonna, you know, because you ain't used it. Well, guess what? It's the same thing. You have to use your faith. You have to use your brain. You have to stimulate yourself. So we tell people to use it, so now when it's time to use it, it's not a shock. So the same thing, if you don't use your attentiveness, and now when you really need to pay attention, when you train yourself, I don't have to listen. I don't have to lock in. I don't have to take notes, right? Now when you really need to, you're going to say, God hasn't been there for me. I've been praying and God hasn't been talking. No, yes, he did. He couldn't talk to you when you was in prayer because your worry got in the way. So he talked to you while you was driving. He talked to you in the service. He talked to you when you were sitting in front of the, in a conversation that had everything to do with you were saying. He talked to you about a car that was driving by you with a license plate that said John, John 3.16. He he's been talking, but since you haven't trained yourself to listen to his fake sounds, you can't hear him. But he gets the blame. So you have to train yourself to listen. You have to challenge yourself. You have to humble yourself to listen. It's not easy. Especially when if somebody tells you, man, you, if people told you you're stupid, if people, if, you, if, if you've gone through anything, if you got hit in the head. Listen. You get hit in the head is going to tell you one thing. God is going to tell you something else. If you listen to God, you'll override the effects of the symptoms. But you got to train yourself to listen. Like you got to almost, you, you got to lock in when God is talking and the word is going forth. You got to, when you're driving, train yourself, train yourself to be quiet. That's a great way to train yourself to listen. Cut out all the noise. What's the biggest challenge for most of us before we transition to God or when we're in a, a battle? Distraction and, and, and what it, what, what it, noise, right? Like, can't, can't shut the TV on. Right? Like, TV on all night. Do you think when you go to sleep, consciously, your subconscious is asleep? No, your subconscious is wide awake. It's getting all that information. That's why you woke up and what's on TV was in your dream. <laughs> right? So you got to train yourself to cut out the noise and listen. Right, so, so, so you can absorb the face sounds and what happens is they'll override the things on the canvas of your imagination that's been concerning you or worrying you or paralyzing you and you'll find yourself acting at a whole nother level of faith. Look, look, you'll find yourself freer because you, you, you can't see the circumstances anymore. When God floods you with those sounds, all you can do, all you can see is what God is saying. And before you know it, you done moved before you realize what took place. See, it's not even about us. People will tell you what's happened. Like you, you're, see, it's not about I did. It's about I did? <laughs> really? And that's, that's why we have to humble. See, it's this humility. See, see humility says I might not know stuff right now at this level. I might not be focused. It, I might get overwhelmed easily at this level. That's humility. Because I know where I'm at, so now I can get where I'm going. Pride goes, well, ain't nothing wrong with me. Okay, so you're not going to change then, right? Right? You're in denial. 
But the, but the scripture says the sacrifice of God are broken and contrite heart. So maybe your biggest sacrifice is not if you win and, and, and cook 10 meals with somebody. Maybe your biggest sacrifice is your humility. Embracing where you are so God can get you where he wants you to be. Now you absorb those sounds at a whole nother level. I, I guarantee you, it, it, you know, we, we're trying to find a frequency. Humility helps you find a frequency to be able to absorb the faith sounds. Humility helps you find a frequency to absorb the faith sounds. Humility helps you find a frequency to absorb the faith sounds. All right, that's enough for today. Let's, uh, let's talk to the people online.